Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, but some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Andy, what do we like today? We had some good guests on today. We had uh, Anton Dubeck, uh, yep. who was on good form. Robert Bathurst, the yes. actor. I don't know what I'm saying in a northern accent, because he's not at all northern, but he was on good form. Yes. And uh, we had a bit of Poetry Corner. I enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, that was Geoffrey Allerton, the fine Yorkshire poet, gave us a, a special sporting one. Yeah, that was very good, actually. It was good. Uh, uh, what else? Clip, clips from 2003, which were oh, yeah. really fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, striker, of course. And uh, and we lost one of our guests uh, through technical issues, so we had another second bit of chat. So yeah, you so you'll get all of well. it. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Now, I've been reading about Royal Ascot, which, of course, is still going to take place behind closed doors. We're going to be yeah. covering it here. We on will Top bring Sport. you races, folks, next week from Royal Ascot. Yeah. And uh, I always like to have a bet on the colour the Queen chooses, you know, when she turns up. But, of course, she won't be going. So I just wonder, can we still have a wager on the colour of what tracksuit bottoms she's wearing, what colour they are? What at home? You think when she's watching <laughs> yeah. it at home? <laughs> yeah, I see her in some kind of velour. <laughs> Some sort of velour tracksuit look. Don't you think she can make that look good? I think that would be rather Honestly, nice. You do get some strange messages on, on LinkedIn. Folks just message me right at the start of the show. What football team do you support? You think, Why are you even following me? If you don't know that by now, for goodness sake, <laughs> I'm blocking him. That's a block. What an idiot. Just Honestly, say, just people. This is Andy. These are just a kind of hint of the sort of anger that you'll see next week if Chelsea uh, manage only to win 3-0 instead of 5-0. People have said to me, you seem so much nicer. I know, you do. You're like a different bloke. When there's no live sport, you're this sort of psychotic fella that you are when there's any live sport. No, completely. I, I, I mean, you're so much more rational in lockdown. At a time when an awful lot of people have become really uh, irrational. You've become more rational because you're not, yeah. making, you're not saying things like we'll be in the blue square within five years and things like that. I'm looking forward to that angst, though. I really am. I, You've I've missed, missed it. it. You've I've missed, missed, I've bet, missed not being able to get hasn't. to sleep after... No, she hasn't. She's loved it. But I, I've missed not being able to get to sleep after Chelsea lose. It's fantastic. <laughs> now, uh, I was speaking to Mike... We, we were speaking to Mike Ward yesterday. I was thinking about that cardboard Sorry, I've got a little out. bit of breaking football oh. news. Uh, Tottenham midfielder Deli Alley has been suspended for one match by the Football Association over a post on social media about coronavirus. So uh, I guess he will miss the first game 
against yeah, he's Manchester miss the United, United game. Oh, that's a he was incredibly, he was incredibly daft to have done it, um, uh, which he admitted himself. But there we are, a one-game ban. So Deli Ali sits out the first match, and it'll be a huge loss. You know, Manchester United sound like they're on it, and Tottenham need all their best players out there because let's remember they weren't playing fantastically well, even when they had uh, a full quota of players. So uh, that's no, a bit that's of a blow true. To yeah, I was saying the, uh, Mike Ward's got one of these cardboard cutouts of himself. It's going to be, as we mentioned yesterday, it's going to be at Brighton, the stadium yeah. at Brighton. And I was thinking, I'd like one myself, only for the reason of having a flat stomach for the first time in 40 years. Quite marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what else have we got? Surely, oh, Eddie, Prince- I'm just going to yes. say, if, you, if, if you're going to do that properly, you want to have somebody drinking a Coke. You want it, So when you, have, when you do your bit of cardboard... You yeah. want to be um, maybe uh, eating a pie, halfway through a pie with a little bit of pie gravy and gristle just running down your chin. <laughs> I so don't I think a few, people, a few people should do quite authentic uh, pictures of themselves <laughs> rather than sitting there with their arms folded like they're actually in a pen pick or in a panini sticker. That's not how you watch I, football, is it? I could have a fleck of spittle on the back of my card where Jimmy's sworn so much he's just spat out. That was it. Or someone <laughs> someone <laughs> clearly making that you could sit someone sort of raging. You should be making raging with a <laughs> sound coming out of your mouth with like the veins on the side of your head sticking out. That's what the fans normally look like. Yeah. They don't sit there upright and smiling, do they? <laughs> no, they, they should don't. be authentic. Angry. Of those. Yeah, really angry fans. <laughs> it's it's not good. Um what else have we got? I noticed that um the the Bat Conservation Society have been weighing in again. A, a toddler they? was bitten yeah they had this. They, do you remember the last time they were defend, They were saying bats are getting a very hard time in the because of COVID nineteen, and oh. so they, sort of, they they wanted to put a word in for them. And now okay. a toddler has been bitten by a bat. And again, once again, they've come. Not that kind of bat. Honestly, they really are the not that kind of lad brigade. The bat. That's, that's quite a rare society. occurrence, isn't it? A, a, a oh, it is a rare. He said in their U- UK bats are small and not aggressive. They don't bite or scratch people unless trapped. Say the. Bat Conservation Society. Okay, so don't trap a British bat. Is the, is the, <laughs> no. Okay, I hope the little boy's all right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he is. He's fine. Good. The Prince of Wales uh, spoke to the Prime Minister of New Zealand yesterday. Did he say to her, what time can you get here? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're no. up to much. And, You're probably less uh, yeah, exactly. now. Football note, uh, I see that Brentford beat Arsenal yesterday and uh, it didn't come as a surprise to me because I spoke to uh, one of the people at uh, Brentford that I know and uh, I was saying, how how are they shaping up? And Tony said, they are so fit. They're going to be one of the fittest teams around, definitely in the Championship, but even in the Premier League. So he said they've really done a lot of work in in lockdown. Well, that's why uh, we're asking this afternoon, should Mm. Mikel Arteta go? (laughs) 08717 Oh yeah, get ready for that next week. Don't worry about that we're going to get all that stuff oh we're we're going to be knee jerk just like everybody else (laughs) we've not been knee jerk enough in lockdown have we we need we need yeah we need a little bit more of that that'd be a good idea here i'll miss these facts of the day if the daily star decide to drop them here's one the world's longest football club name is noit op given altij dorgan angamanam dor vermak en nutig door outspanning combinati breeder more commonly known as Dutch side NAC Breeder. That's what NAC stands for, all that. I, I never knew Gubbins. that. Gubbins. I know, I never knew that either. Well done, people from the start who knew.
So good. You can amaze yourself, amaze your friends at the pub when you can finally go back there. If you can pronounce um, it properly. I thought exactly. that sounded very... I was, I was just thinking to myself, is that Scandinavian? I couldn't quite work out what it was. I certainly didn't pick out Dutch anyway. No, that's true. And uh, what else have I got here? Oh, I could have a rant about joggers. I'm not happy with joggers at all. I think joggers have been the main loser of this lockdown. I mean, I had one yesterday. It's come, you know, I was in a narrow space. Oh. And instead of... You know that thing when you... When, I, I'm a runner and when you see somebody you can you can always you, you know runners have this thing they can't stop yeah you know i mean i can't stop i've got to keep going that's not actually true you can actually jog on the spot wait for a, a space wait for the person to clear the, and then do it not brush up behind them as you know brush past them it, it's unbelievable that people are still doing that and i wasn't surprised at this horrible story about a baby swan damaged by a 60 year old jogger Did you see that in richmond park yeah Basically it was in its way so he just kicked it and that it, that is what that is the kind of runner's mentality i can't stop i've got to keep going well, some runners you not know. all runners andy i think that's a bit of a sweeping statement you know well, that, the minute not, you put a pair of trainers impressed. on and a pair of shorts and a t-shirt doesn't mean you start kicking swans does it i mean it's, it's a bit of a I'm quantum leap okay <laughs> well it's good to hear your anger building before the big kickoff next week it's good Maybe isn't you can it shout yeah, out the bettest players to get yourself in training <laughs> the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Thursday's becoming Strictly Day. We had a chat with Len Goodman last week. <laughs> yes, and well, joining us now, not ostensibly to talk about Strictly, but look, we may touch on it, is uh, Anton Dubeck. Good afternoon, Anton. Hello, my loves. How are you? Not too bad, not thank too you. Bad. I don't know if you keep in, uh, keep in touch with uh, all the old uh, faces there, but uh, yeah, Len, Len was in fine fettle in lockdown. He's not doing too bad. He's, we had we had a socially distanced round of golf yesterday, Leonard. Oh, and it was marvellous. a delight to see him. He was in great form. Good stuff. You, yeah. uh, you love your golf, don't you? You're sort of quite a regular player. I do. I do love it. I am. I do play as much as I can um, in, in in when it's in normal times. Um, but yeah, I just love it. I love the fact that you get to get it's outdoors and it's just wonderful. And I love it. I'm, I'm a great fan of golf. Now, in lockdown, Anton, you've been a kind of Joe Wicks for a slightly more sort of sedate generation, haven't you? <laughs> I have. <laughs> I've been started this. I've started a YouTube channel, uh, yeah. Anton Direct TV, why not? And um, I've, I started doing a dance class in the morning just to get everybody up and going at 11 o'clock. 11 is with Anton, there you go. And at 3 o'clock, <laughs> I've now changed it to 6, actually, but we do a fit at 50. And it, it really is that. It's a workout class. Um, you don't have to be 50 to do it. You can be any age you like. But the fun about it, really, is that it's live, and I've got a, you have a live chat stream going, which is the best part of it, really. It just gets everybody involved. I've said this a number of times, really, uh, uh, when I've spoken about it. And the thing about this being in isolation, the one thing you don't want to feel is isolated. And mm. it's just a wonderful way of getting people together. And we've built up this incredible community of people who are... Um, who are on the uh, on the live chat? They're either doing the class or they're not. I'm not quite sure yet. But we're all in it together, and people are setting their own you know, records and beating their personal best. And it's just been brilliant. And I've loved, love, love every second of it. It's great fun. I gather you've had some broadband issues, though, haven't you? Didn't you have to abandon one of the one of the classes? Oh, nightmare! Nightmare! <laughs> Don't even talk to me about it. Oh, I've had to. I've had 
I've had buffering issues, as we all know. Oh, oh yes, yeah, it's what it terrible. Is. But I, it's an absolute <laughs> disaster. But it, you know, everyone understands it. We're all in it together, and uh, and it's but it's a great it's a great way of keeping everybody together. But yeah, I've had one or two issues with the buffering over the week. Yeah. I would imagine, um, well, I'm fairly certain that the fitness levels of a top ballroom dancer are pretty impressive. And when you get athletes on Strictly, uh, sports people, I imagine they are quite often surprised by just how knackered they are at the end of a day. Well, it is. It's very, I mean, you you have an all, as a dancer, you have an all-round fitness that you wouldn't potentially have at any sort of one specific sport. Um, And the thing about fitness, it can become a bit linear. And you're sort of really fit at what you do and you try anything else and you feel like you're completely out of shape. So dance gives you a completely different form of fitness and it's it's ballistic as well as being sort of uh, cardiovascular. Um, uh, and so it's really it's a really sort of rounded level of fitness. And, it's you know, they're wiry, but they're, they're strong, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you've branched out quite a lot, Anton, haven't you? From Strictly, I mean, you've you're you're now your second novel. I think you've got a new book out, haven't you? I've got a new one coming out uh, in November. It's my third uh, novel. Oh, your third? Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being prolific, and um, <laughs> we, and going, I must say it's wonderful. I've, I love doing it. I love doing it. It's great having the opportunity just to tell a story, really. And and it's being really well received, and I'm and I'm loving it. They do say, sort of write about you know what you know, and and it's. It, I remember the first novel I did. It felt, you know, it felt autobiographical without it being me. You know, it, it was just sort of all the people I've ever met through my life and experiences I've had, and I sort of translated it into a story set at a particular time that interested me. And I've sort of carried the story on really, and it's been um. A, 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 Lovely to do, and 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 I've I've I don't say surprisingly enjoyed it, but I, I've really really enjoyed. It. I love getting down and just developing and letting characters develop and see how it goes. Looking at the stories, Anton, they're kind of sort of period pieces, uh, sort of between the wars, etc. This this latest yeah. one with lots of dancing in it and a, a bit of a love story. I'd imagine the, yeah. the bee would be quite interested. It, but, you know, a bit of drama, a bit of dancing. They'd, they'd probably <laughs> enjoy it. Have you sold the, have you sold the rights yet? <laughs> You'd think they'd snap it up, wouldn't you? Really? <laughs> they should do. <laughs> it's, uh, 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 well, it's one of those things that um, the more I write, the more chance. We have spoken to a few people about it, hmm. getting it sort of dramatised. And hopefully it will... Um, it will evolve in, into that. I, I would love it if it did because I can already see in my mind how it looks, and that's sort of how I write. I sort of yeah, I do it in a sort of in my head and, my, and visually in my mind. I'm seeing the whole thing playing out, so I could see how everybody looks, what they're wearing, how they speak, because that's how I, I write the books in the first place. I, and, think, uh, I think it would look beautiful. Yeah. So have you cast it in your head as well, Anton? Have you got actors and actresses? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and you, you obviously play the romantic lead. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a little part for yourself? You're going to be like Hitchcock, kind of walking across the back of the scene. Is that? Is, you got a little part for yourself in it? Having a stroll across the ballroom there, just as an <laughs> uh, uh, intrepid hero takes hold of his wonderful partner. Um, potentially, I, I, I would love to be in it. I don't know if yeah. I'm a good enough actor, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you uh, did you enjoy last year's Strictly in the sense that you you had a chance to do something in it rather than be not lumbered would be the wrong word. But, you know, you, <laughs> I don't I know. Think, I can't think of it's, the right word. In some cases, in some cases, lumbered's not a bad word. <laughs> Sorry, Anton. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, don't you? Oh, I do. I do. Enjoy <laughs> off. I, uh, last year was amazing. Emma was was remarkable. She was brilliant, and um, we had a, we just had the best time together. She, what I loved, one of the things I wanted to do with Emma that I haven't really done with uh, many of my previous partners was uh, sort of tap into her uh, acting skills and her her sort of talent as a dramatic actress and bring some of that into the choreography. And I thought on a number of the uh, the dances, it came across really well. Things like the Viennese horse that we did to send in the clowns. I thought that was a beautiful moment. And, and I thought she 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 portrayed that beautifully. And, and we did a great Charleston in the semi-final and, and repeated it in the final, or quarterfinals, repeated it in the final. And uh, which was just a great number, a great character piece for her. And so I wanted to sort of tap into that a bit more last year that I hadn't been able to do particularly uh, before and she was brilliant at that. I thought it'd be such a waste if I didn't use it. You know, she was so so brilliant. Yeah, I mean, are they are they talking about this forthcoming series? I suppose it's all, it's all quite difficult at the moment, isn't it? It is a bit tricky. I mean, it, it, it's all contingency plans and wait and see what the government say, really. But I think they're in their own mind. It's sort of business as usual. Um, and all the pre-production stuff, you know, it's, it's stuff like you have to do months and months of pre-production before you actually get into the studio. Um, and all of that sort of being done, I suspect, I suspect remotely and uh, virtually. And then when we get into the studio, which is the time where we all have to be together, uh, then I suspect we'll have to see how the land lies and then go from there, really. But I think provisionally, it's sort of business as usual, but with some contingency in place. I don't yeah. know what they are, sadly. Um, we were saying earlier on that before you, you, you got the dancing bug, you, you wanted to be a, a footballer. I mean, did, was there a team you followed? and did you, did you, Could you have been a contender in that area, you think? Well, when I, was, when I was young, as we all, you know, anybody of sort of my generation, we, we played a lot of sport. We were always outdoors. You, you did that sort of thing. You're always playing sport. And we had seasons. You played football in the summer and you uh, also cricket in the summer, football through the autumn and, and the winter. And if you could avoid the rugby, you would, if you were certainly me. And, and anything in the We played a lot of tennis and everything. So really, when I was that sort of age, I just wanted to do everything. But football was my my game when I was young. And I you know, you could see lots of photographs of me as a child with a football under my arm. And I was a mad keen growing up, Liverpool supporter, oh. uh, back in the days of sort of Kevin Keegan and Jimmy Case and Terry McDermott and through those sorts of years and Kenny Dalgleish and... Um, I don't have the same passion for it now as I did when I was younger, but because um, as they say, it's a funny old game now. But it's uh, uh, it, but in those days, I was yeah, mad keen, and I played I played a lot of football. I played to a, a, a pretty good level. If, if you said to me growing up, what do you want to be? I'd have said a footballer, please, as we yeah. all did in those days. Well, you're trying to track. You have to try and get Kenny on, on strictly. See if he fancies that, it. I I played a, a bit of golf with Kenny and. Uh, that would that I'd pay a lot of money to watch. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. Now, in times of strife, as we've been going through over the last three months or so, we turn to the poets for a little bit of uh, beauty amongst all the chaos. And that's certainly been true of our next guest, who has been very busy 
uh, in lockdown is the acclaimed Yorkshire poet, Mr. Geoffrey Allerton. Good afternoon, Geoffrey. Good afternoon. How are you, lads? You okay? Oh, yeah, we're not too bad, yes, Geoffrey. You have been prolific in lockdown, haven't you? So I've seen you on social media several times, uh, just reading some of your, your masterworks. Yes, well, you know, I, I'm a very nervous live performer, and um, so I actually don't mind this format of making little films and telephones, you know, and, and then sending them out into the ether. It doesn't bother me, you know, I'm not, I'm not really that well known. I can't really summon a crowd, you know. I, I have been offered a job as the poet in residence at my local Greg. Um, <laughs> really? But, That's you know, nice. The is, there's not much room in there, you know, because this is quite a festival. You know, that chap was, was poet in residence at Heathrow Airport and so forth. But I was worried I'd have to sit in there, you know, and watch people eat Tandoori Bay and try and <laughs> write poems about it. And it's a bit daunting. And the money's not very good either. No, it's just, <laughs> plenty it's, uh, rhymes of sausage roll, though. Don't you plenty of rhymes. I mean, there's, there. I mean, there's quite a lot of rhyming to be had from from a, from the average baker's. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to talk you into anything that you're not keen on. So, uh, no. but but uh, and, and what about? I mean, I'm just wondering, Jeffrey. Is it sport? Is that something that's ever inter- interest you? Not really. No, I, I do like sport. I was, you know, I was the child with the with the tattered, sort of damaged um, note. You know, gets for getting off sport, and I was terrible at sport. I like the sort of old English ones, like cheese rolling, yeah. you know, and the hand throwing, leg tossing, and that sort of thing. El- yeah. There's an elbowing one, isn't there, recently? I saw a thing about that, where people just elbowed each other. Um, so those sorts of things, as opposed to the very big um, money-based ones, you know, like, like yeah. football. I did enjoy the basketball thing, though, on Netflix about that chap, Michael, what's his name? He enjoyed it. And that was the whole have you, have you, have you, have you written a poet about it? A poem about it? Oh, I, no, I haven't. I've written a poem about... Um, I, I've, I've been looking through my sporting poems. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's very sparse. But I have found... <laughs> do you remember when the Tour de France went to Yorkshire? Oh, yes, indeed, yes, yeah. Yes, of course, yeah. Well, I've been looking up. It's been moved back to August, just to make it even more hotter. And... Um, uh, I was there, you see, and I wrote a poem about about when the Tour de France came to, to, to New York. So if you don't mm. mind, I'll read that. I'd love to, yes, Geoffrey. It's called Tour de France, I've been on. Yeah. Yes. The Tour de France has been moved to Yorkshire. Why? Was it for a laugh? So foreign cyclists could get a po- proper bath, a decent <laughs> cup of tea on their bedside table, and an unwanted conversation about Betty Grable. Across the county, the B&Bs are full of men with giant thighs, aching bones, and chemically altered eyes. They try to sleep as women tap on doors. Foods offering baked goods and mints, splints to, short out, to sort out their shins. Later, over gins, they remark about cycle short bulges and other things with which they no longer indulge. I don't like that. They make your hands dirty and cause drivers to get overly shirty with the people on them. I could never change gear or properly steer. I would peer round and wobble as I negotiated the cobble. Underfoot or under tyre, whichever you feel is best. I realise, as a town, you're fairly pedantic, wary of semantics, and midweek reluctantly romantic. You dish out practicalities at every turn, which for the cyclists will be hard to ignore. This, then, the common sense tour. As grazed, colourful nylon beasts pick themselves up, the advice of boycott ghost will they stop. Their ears ringing, the crowd singing, 
that popular Yorkshire ditty. It came a cropper, but don't let that stop you. If you live and make leads before dark. I wish I had written better, made God speak, deliver a letter. But riding, I'd often be assaulted by next door's Irish setter, who tried to escort me somewhere I didn't want to go. Those boys, labelled devil may care, held their hands in their air while riding. Older men with heads of steam, almost gliding towards home and tea. Drunk leisurely, final score, greeted with glee, or a stiff word for wifey, if Barnsley had lost again. I salute those men who whizzed through here, sweating buckets, sucking sponges, arms aloft, yellow jerseys. My inner athlete stands and curtsies. Thank you very much. Beautiful, Jeffrey. Oh, that's that's a lovely, a lovely poem. That is really, that well, is I say, really good. <laughs> we say Jeffrey because, of course, over the last few weeks, <laughs> we've been in the company of uh, of uh, Tony Beckton and Billy Bleach and Tommy Cockles and uh, others, uh, all the creations of Simon Day. So, thank you ever so much, Simon, for, for Thanks, doing Simon. this. No worries, chaps. You know, you've got to do something during the day, haven't you? Apart from <laughs> <the night. laughs> Je- Je- Jeffrey, I mean, I know it's a parody, but Jeffrey's dangerously close to being a very, very good poet, isn't he? I mean, that was that was. <laughs> That was that excellent. Good. Well, this Charlie Hitchens came out with this theory that I should just 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 be a poet, but because um, <laughs> it's very close to myself, I don't know what you're trying to say. But um, yeah, no, I would, you know, it's a funny area, poetry, isn't it? You know, it's easier for me to do it as a comedian and as a comic creation. That way, you know, it it sort of subverts it slightly, if you know what I mean. Because real poetry has got a terrible image, hasn't it? Of being very very. Pretentious. Well, you know, apart from people like John Cooper Clark, obviously, but he's my yeah. hero. Well, you taught you taught with John, mm. didn't you? Yeah, you're so... yeah. No, I do talk with John. That was brilliant. Yeah. Right? I don't know what's happened to him. At last, I heard he was getting his ears syringed. Oh, was it? That was, yeah, it just tells you the age, doesn't it? He's very funny because he tours with John with Johnny Green, who's the Clash's tour ex tour manager, and they're both mm. about seventy something. They like hinge your bracket, you know what I mean? And Johnny still sort of looks around like there's a bit of punch, you know. Like this sort of been embedded in his mind through touring with the Clash for so long. But it's very funny when they were together when they tour, you know, and they go and visit sorts of architecture, you know, they, they, they've slowed down much in their old age. So you're doing, just finally, you're doing an online uh, show, aren't you, as well? I'm doing an online show on, on hmm. Facebook uh, on Saturday night, this Saturday, the 13th, I believe it is, uh, at 8.30, and tickets are from billito.co.uk. Yeah, uh, say that again because it glitched a bit. Uh, and I'll be doing to- I'll be doing Dave Angel and um, Billy Bleach and Tony Beckton, uh, my gangster character and Jeffrey, and yeah, it's a fiver as far as I know. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. A, f- a fiver, a fiver for a, an hour of your characters. I'd say an absolute bargain. So uh, people should go and check it out with Billetto B I double L E T T O dot co dot UK. Just click. Click through to get tickets. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Clips of the Week. Well, kind of. They're from 2003. Some old mini discs have emerged at, uh, at TalkSport and uh, we've plundered them uh, during this period and uh, we're just bringing you some of the best moments. We haven't heard these since 2003, so uh, we yeah, look a couple familiar to, to me looking yeah, at the good. list here. Yeah. Yeah, Kick good. us off, Andy. Okay, we begin with some sports news. 
A draw for Arsenal in the Champions League match against Borussia Dortmund tonight and the Gunners will be into the second phase and after his hair-raising semen season, David Seaman has had his ponytail cut off. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So, yes. um, this is a caller to Nigel Botherway, <laughs> sitting in for Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Two things. Um, I was talking to Keith a couple of times, but some chap called up last week. Now, you're like the substitute for Keith. Why don't they give you your own programme? <laughs> That's very nice of you to say that, Stuart. No, I mean, I mean it, you know when Keith finishes at 8 o'clock? Yep. Um, if you carried on from eight till ten, like <laughs> really, <laughs> that's, a, that's quite a lot of fishing. Five, about four hours of fish. I mean, I, don't, I love fishing, of course. So four hours, though, that'd be one of the yeah. longest shows on Talksport, apart from Wednesday Live every Saturday. <laughs> Bob Nudd could do ten to twelve till ten to twelve. You just make it talk good. fishing the whole thing. Talk fishing. Anyway, what's Marvelous. next, Andy? It's Alan Brisson and Mike Perry now talking about one of 2003's biggest stars. Who could forget the magician David Blaine? We had Mr. Yuri Geller. Now, I watched, I watched his mate yesterday. Mm. That magician, what's oh. his name again? Uh, Bean, someone... I don't know, he's a man who uh, stands on a pole. Oh, fantastic. Man who stands Some on a pole. Some of the tricks he was out with yesterday. 13 <laughs> days or something. Yeah, David <laughs> Bain. David, David, good old Bain, David yeah. Bain, the unforgettable <laughs> David Bain. Uh, this is the former Southampton and Sunderland manager, Laurie McMenemy, who used to host the post-match phone-in. Is this Martin and Battersea, is it, or Metin? Metin, from my stand. Oh, OK. Martin <laughs> Iceland, did he say? No, Maidstone, not Iceland. Met him <laughs> from Iceland. Not. No, <laughs> you're creating clips as you go, Andy. <laughs> and staying with Laurie, taking another call. Kind of be the laugh, man, especially if it's against yourself. Shane is a Manchester <laughs> United supporter. How are you doing, Laurie? I'm all right, sure. It says here that you're heading home. Uh, now, yeah. I get wrong for asking people where they live when they support Manchester United, but give us yeah, a clue. I'm from, I'm from Dublin, but I live in, I live in Heathrow Airport. Really? It's like they, <laughs> and they obviously made a film of that, didn't they, with Tom Hanks? I didn't realise that was that was the uh, Laurie should have got a few quid from them. Anyway, here's Mike Parry reading out a text. Another one here, um, unauthored. Says, "Dear Mike, please get your facts right. Bananas are one of the best sources of zinc and potassium, which are both important minerals." Well, look, zinc and potassium might be important minerals in the ground in Africa where they're mined, but I don't want no zinc or potassium inside my dulcet frame. Believe me. We are. It's a banana mine. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> just, Honestly, he's not changed, is he? Minerals. We heard him yesterday. He's not changed. Um, this is the one and only. I'm Mike not Vick. having any of those unhealthy vitamins. That's <laughs> it. He's great, isn't he? Vitamin. Anyway, one and only Mike <laughs> Dickin, uh, late great Mike Dickin, with a caller. <laughs> Let's go with Sean in Watford. Sean, good afternoon. You're on Talk Sport. Good afternoon to you, Mike. I yes, just wanted to ask a question um, to your guest. Um, I forgot his name. His name is Andy Clough. Andy Clough. Clough. I, I was just wondering. As in Brian. Sorry, Brian. No, his name's <laughs> Andy. Andy. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. Right, okay, we've got that then. Yeah, we well, kind of, we've we'll got off. that. I'm not going to sure. You're still going to call him Brian Clough in about two minutes, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, wonderful voice. Anyway, back to Mike Parry again. Once again, talking about anything but sport. I don't know anything about medicine, Al, and um, I don't know what inducing babies is all about. I mean, I think, uh, mostly speaking, childbirth should be fairly natural. Um, inducing babies... Now, this happened to somebody else recently. Did it happen to Victoria Beckham with the second child of the Beckhams? I think it, I think it did, the second child, um, uh, Valentine. What's his name, Valentine, is it? 
Valentine, Valentine Beckham. <laughs> He's not changed a bit, is he? Uh, he means Romeo, is, doesn't he, obviously? Here's, uh, here's Alvin Martin during a short-lived stint in the presenter's hot seat. 9.33, 3 till 10 o'clock, Alvin Martin in the chair with Rob Beasley uh, of the world. <laughs> Rob Beasley of the world. Yeah, of, of news of the world, I think. Uh, uh, of course it was. Meant, Brilliant. Yeah. This is Graham Beecroft and a guest talking about horse racing in Cornwall. There's no race course near that, so I don't no, know. No, that's right. Yeah, Mousel. But there was, uh, I remember people lost at sea in a, a tragedy down there, weren't there? Not so, so long right. ago. Yeah, very, very disappointing indeed. Very disappointing. <laughs> they didn't give away a late heard. winner <laughs> in the 89th minute. Very disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. <laughs> uh, very sport, though, Beaky. Uh, let's, let's go back to Big Owl again. Millwall chairman, Theo, uh, p- uh, p- p- is that right? Pathitis? P- I'm sure it's longer than that. <laughs> I've had a, my back, I've had a bad case of pathitis. <laughs> pathitis <laughs> dance. Yeah, he, he could have in the early days of Theo before he was a TV star. But Alan, I love Alan going, p- p- p-. it sounds like he's beatboxing, doesn't it? <laughs> and finally, finally, Andy. it's Mike Parry reading out a text without checking it beforehand. OK, got another one here, Al. It's from Steve in Leeds. He says, according to their website, Ticketmaster apply a pound fifty service charge and a, excuse me, and a pound twenty five processing fee to sales and fill of tickets. Royal Mail charge 63p for recorded delivery on a single as ill crisis goes on and on. Uh, right, OK, this concludes by saying, this is from Steve in Leeds, um, I'm a Borough fan and that guy who just said that Middlesbrough at the Riverside isn't a frightening fixture... Obviously, isn't oh, I can't Mick, go on. David I'm sorry, Mick. I'm going to die before I get to the end right, of the Right, anyway, email. Mike. <laughs> 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 he nearly did, actually. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. Brilliant, isn't it? So there we are. There's some old <laughs> clips from 2003. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Time to catch up with someone now I haven't spoken to probably since uh, January, and I think it's fair to say a fair bit has happened uh, since then. Oh, He's yes. uh, a lover of football, cricket, and, a, and jump racing too. Uh, it is uh, actor from Cold Feet and Toast, Robert Bathurst. Good afternoon, Robert. Paul and Andy, hi. hi. And baseball, actually. But, um, and all sure baseball. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah, well, who's your, who's your team? Too. Chicago Cubs. I was there four years ago, and um, they hadn't won the World Series for 108 years. And I got there two weeks before they won the World Series, so I only had to wait two weeks to, to get my uh, World first World Series. But, <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. They haven't, haven't done much since. Did you uh, did you watch uh, the Last Dance as well? Did you did you invest in that? Did you like you like the basketball? Last Dance? This is the no. The I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. A, yeah, and you know, I haven't seen that yet. No, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't sort of haven't really got into basketball at all. Um, but uh, I like. I, I like to go. Just that the sort of the, the, the sort of balletic quality would be fantastic to watch and live. I'd love to see that. But no, I didn't get there. I just. I just got to the Cubs. Nor did I get to it's the Bears. Good, so uh, yeah, there's a few yeah. others in Chicago. It's a good drama. So yeah, yeah. Lots, it's on lots of levels. So that's good. And um, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan was linked to the Cubs, of course. That's that's why I bring it up. He had that little period right. in baseball, didn't he? And uh, and was effectively signed by the Cubs and farmed out. No, White Sox, was it? Oh, sorry, sorry, Andy. It was, it was a White Sox. I don't know, in, in the South, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, last time we spoke to you, we were just about to do a play, and it sounded really good. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it got virused off, didn't it, really? 
Well, I'm just one of many. I mean, everybody in the in the business. I mean, the, the, everything theatre and everything else has just ground to a halt. So I've got no special pleading for sympathy here. But uh, yeah, no, it was a production that I put on, which I'd been sort of putting on for some, several years, doing lots of tryouts and things like that. And yeah, we got three weeks into the 12-week run at the Riverside Studios, and uh, uh, just sort of uh, yeah, and it just uh, everything pulled, and uh, which was a real shame. But, uh, it was it was getting good reviews, wasn't it? It was getting good. yeah. No, we did. We got a we got a we got a we got a fantastic one on the Sunday. We pulled on the Monday, and then the following weekend, the week uh, called it the show to see, even though, even though it had closed. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was very frustrating. But I mean, every I mean everybody's got in the same boat. So uh, um, it's something that I'd like to uh, revive again one day. But uh, we'll see. Have you been uh, busy? What have you What have you been up to? Work-wise? No, I mean, no, no, the business has completely ground to a halt. I mean, uh, there's no filming, there's no uh, theatre. I've been doing um, commercials and, and voiceovers. I did a voiceover the other day, and and something happened which can only happen in this current era. Uh, the director, the engineer, and the client, and they were all in sort of obviously in remote places, and uh, there was me at home doing my thing. And then there was a noise behind the director, a mechanical noise going on behind the director, and he said he apologised. He said, "I'm very sorry. My mother's on the rowing machine." <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> it, it, something could only happen in this in this current sort of setup. I was thinking, it wasn't Clem, wasn't Clem Fandango, though. Yeah. It wasn't Clem Fandango, yeah. Clem Fandango. I don't know what Clem Fandango's doing. It's Clem Fan Furlough, yeah. probably. Yeah. You must have moments, I mean, obviously, that, you must have moments as you're in Toast when you're doing a voiceover, maybe in one of those booths. And uh, yeah. is, it, is, it, is, that, is that closer to the truth than people uh, tend to imagine? The antipathy between the, uh, the, the, I mean, the, the, the voice artist and the engineer isn't isn't always quite as marked as that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's uh, it's brilliantly drawn. Now, Matt Perry, we've been doing podcasts, a uh, toast podcast. He's sticking them up on YouTube, and he's been sending us scripts, and uh, we record our lines, and he puts it all together and sticks it on YouTube. Uh, so oh, that's good fun. That. And, and 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 Matt sort of uh, he keeps on saying, "Oh, let's do some more." So yeah, uh, yeah it'd be great to do more toast. I think yeah. Would be great. Oh, yeah. We loved that series. A great series. Also, yeah, uh, no, it... he, his life story that he he put on sort of audio book is a brilliant thing too. Very very funny. And we should talk a bit about Cold Feet though, because it was a good series for your character David, wasn't he? he sort of made a great comeback. Uh, yeah, no, he did. He, he was he reached rock bottom in the in the in the previous. It feels like ancient history now, and, and it is. And so suddenly, <laughs> yeah. when now that we're not doing any more for the, the next few years, uh, it does feel suddenly like um, a piece of ancient history. But yeah, no, David. Uh, yeah, he sort of revived and um, showed a bit of spirit, and uh, and there's some really good juicy stuff to play. So I, I really sort of enjoyed that. It was sort of funny and reasonably affecting to to sort of read, and you try and get that across. But um, no, it's great. We did four four series. I always said when we when we came Came back with cold feet that we'd either do four series or one um yeah one if it fails four if it works and uh, we did four and uh i perhaps in about sort of seven years time we might um do with sort of cold feet the third age or something like that i don't know who knows and try and sort of bookend those those lives those yeah careers. that's a good thing about when people invest in characters like that you can return to it in so many years and people will just they, they're interested to know aren't they i just it's quite an interesting thing to do and you're quite lucky in that way in a, in a show like that yeah, really lucky, and and I think that uh, it's important to know when to finish each each block. We did five series back in the day, and we did four series just now. And you just don't want to uh, sort of overstretch it. And then if you do come back, uh, then there will be interest to see, you know, uh, how decrepit have they got in the in the in the, in the brain. Yeah. And so uh, and uh, so so at least we're not sort of overstretching it. So which is it's good. like seven up, isn't it? It's like the Michael Apted thing. You can keep coming back to every seven years and see what's it happening. Did in have, life. It did have that quality, yeah. The seven yeah. up, and also also when John, Jimmy, and I were doing a scene walking along the street, we thought this is last of the summer wine. So, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were turning that's into. Good.
Well, this leads I us did. into the work yeah. you've done yes. in the oldie. Uh, I see the latest edition. There's a big picture of David Niven on the cover. The Art of yeah. Acting English. And I understand that... Yeah, yeah, the paper's picked up on a couple of bits. Uh, you're not massively keen on actors mumbling. No, no, I mean, it's just <laughs> one throwaway, throwaway <laughs> thing I, I put in. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the publisher of the oldie came to see the show at the Riverside, and uh, uh, he, say, he said two things. Well, I had dinner with him, and he said, OK, right, well, let's, uh, let's make you racing correspondent to the oldie. And I said, no, I don't know enough about the flat. I can't possibly do that. He said, well, we'll find something else. So, so they, the editor rang up and said, can you write about acting Englishness? And I wasn't quite sure what... What, how to define that? So in the piece, I defined what what sort of Englishness that they were they were after, and then uh, wrote, wrote about my heroes. And in it, I did sling in a, a comment about the fact that these heroes they had one underrated quality, which you could hear what they said. And uh, <laughs> so the, the Daily no, Mail picked up a, 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 and did a page on you know so and so slams other actors for not being for mumbling. Um, but you know it's it's, it's a fact that uh, people. Yeah. Uh, Things people need miking in theatres now, and, and and you can't hear, can't hear what people say, even though the microphone is about three f- inches away from their mouth. Um, <laughs> and I did actually say that I was filming a scene where where uh, I was working with an actor, um, and uh, I, I I I the only reason I was only about four feet away from him, but the only reason I knew it was my cue was his lips stopped moving, and uh, <laughs> he was having a right mumble. <laughs> it's bad news for Steve McFadden, really. He does like a bit of low. But you can As long as you've got consonants and a bit of basso, but a lot of people whisper film mm. acting, and they whisper it without the basso rumble in it, which, which, which all the, the true whisperers um, manage, to, manage to bring off. Oh, you're going to have to call your horse basso rumble. I'll have a fiver basso on rumble, basso rumble each way. Excellent. Should we talk a bit of Brighton? Because, I mean, they're still in yeah. peril, aren't oh, they, a little bit? Yeah, we've got Arsenal coming up at home. Um, yeah, Arsenal, Leicester, United, Norwich are the next four games. <sighs> uh, two points ahead of, of, of um, another gang, three of them. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really tight, and um, I just hope that uh, they're, they're on form. Graham Potter's magnificent, and, uh, and uh, he'll have got them there. All our injuries, I hope, will be um, <laughs> hopefully mended by now. And they've got a couple of youngies, um, sort of people coming through who I'm, I haven't seen before. Um, but uh, Alex McAllister and uh, Tariq Lamprey from Mr. Chelsea, former Chelsea, I think. And, yeah, McAllister's um, from you, Bocker, isn't he? Yeah. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and to, so we just need a bit more, bit more bite up front. You know, good at passing, and then it's got to sort of just got to walk it into the goal a bit. And um, uh, I don't know. I, I think everyone's slightly holding their breath on that one. But um, think, anyway, we're points ahead, so at least yeah. we, we've got we can, we can push push on. I hope. Yes, one cause for optimism though is that Brighton, the last two years, has kind of started. This is like a, a start of a season. In the last two years, they've kind of started quite well and faded mm. uh, under Hughton and faded under Potter. So, mm. cause for optimism mm. that the, with the restart, they may have. Yeah, that so they haven't got enough momentum. time to fade. with just eight games left. <laughs> well, that's no what, fading that's time a, allowed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might be. It's a good. Maybe. If, I'm sure the manager will be saying that to them. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, they hit the ground uh, running as long as they're fit enough. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, you say we've got Royal Ascot next week, and you say I know yeah. you've been to your jump racing, but you're not massively into oh, yeah. the flat racing. Particularly. No, I can't keep track of it. I mean, you know, this sort of um, you know the the the, 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 the two thousand guineas horse, and I, I wasn't too aware of. I mean, a good race, but um, but I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm not uh, not I, I can't follow it. Of course, I like it, and of course, I love the the, the, the sight of it and everything like that. But I I can't um, I can't claim to be uh, knowledgeable about the about the mm. flat. I mean, and the idea of going to a 
um, a, a race course with no crowd as well is is not unusual. I think for for a lot of um, uh, for a lot of jockeys, but like that. I went to two uh, race courses. I went to Perak in Malaysia once, where there was just nobody. There was just nobody. There's a few people gambling in the main stand. The horses. You weren't even allowed anywhere near the owner, the um, the, the parade ring, and uh, the, the, we might as well have been in a, in a betting shop somewhere. You know, it was, wow. it was just completely without atmosphere. And uh, they'd be all right and, for and, lockdown. <laughs> Yes, well, exactly. Right. No, they, they'd be fine. They'd be fine. Exactly. They, it was all done for the and oh, Kenilworth in Cape Town. I went there once, and uh, again, there were about a hundred people in the whole in the whole um, the whole area. So um, I think uh, so jockeys are used to, to playing to nobody. Yeah. Um, the cricket returns soon. Uh, the Windy's arrived a couple of days ago. And we're going to have a chat with. Uh, uh, Wazim Khan from uh, Pakistan cricket ball a little bit later mm. on, but uh, that'll be good to see some some Test cricket again, even even in an empty stadium. It, yeah, get, again, you just think. I mean, what you you hope is it's being done for the done for the sport, and not just just to, just for the for the for the cash. I mean, it's, I mean, everyone's so tired of this whole thing, and uh, you just hope that the, um, the the politicians and doctors have got it right. But um, I, yes, I mean it'll be it'll be great to see, and and uh, but I think I, it's nothing will really take off until you get people in the ground. No, absolutely. even even and even Probably in Brighton, true. when you got when you got for twenty quid, you can have your have your picture um, sitting in the in the stand. Yes, <laughs> we, we, I think we, they just need some flares as well. I went to a Palace game at the, at uh, the Amex, and uh, they 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 you couldn't you could hardly see the pitch for all the flares that were going on. So maybe these these grounds <laughs> they, should, they should have have had the smoke and uh, and and yeah. uh, and a bit of. Um, you know, and a, and a drum going. Uh, yeah, we were, we were making the point earlier on that the cardboard cutouts will just be like people beaming smiles looking at the pitch, but that's not the way people... There should be one of the cardboard cutouts halfway through a pie. Somebody else yeah. swearing swearing at the no. uh, yeah. the referee or something. I mean, snarling. This You've got to make Snarl, it... Gnarled, gnarled face. <laughs> yeah, that's face it. Yeah. Twisted yeah. with yeah. frustration and rage. Yeah. You, want a, you want a yeah. few of those if it's going to be authentic. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Interesting, I don't know, I watched last night, we'll probably talk about this with uh, Mike Ward, I watched Alan Carr's remake of uh, play your cards right which I enjoyed it was a bit of fun and I, I'm a big fan of Alan I think he's always fun but yeah. it's interesting I was reading this morning they uh, they looked at various game shows of bringing them back and this is such a TV person's thing they were going to do 3-2-1 but they felt it was too tricky in other words today's audience wouldn't get it they wouldn't understand it the bloke went there's a question bit a performance bit and then there are riddles it wouldn't work why wouldn't yeah. it work <laughs> sorry people are too stupid now to be able to play it's mad but the thing it? is it, it was kind of nonsense wasn't it I mean it, for the kids really, that don't remember it the clues were just they didn't make any sense they were like no, the, don't somebody must have been able to play somebody won didn't they well, no, but sometimes <laughs> Dusty, old Ted, Dusty Bin knew what was going on yeah well yeah he was the only one who did but you know <laughs> I mean it, yeah Ted would go through the, I mean were they like was it, a, it was a Spanish game show wasn't it in Spain was it as convoluted as it was over here or did they <laughs> no idea I've got absolutely no idea I'll tell you what I'm returning to a familiar theme I've mentioned before the uh, giant chicken that used to patrol the uh, phone box in Ambleside when my mate was living up in the lakes and uh, it used to terrorise. They couldn't get in the phone box to make a call because this chicken wouldn't let you in. It was enormous. and It was, it was quite... an actual chicken. It wasn't it a was bloke a... in a chicken mascot or anything. No, it was a it was a chicken. Why would a bloke dressed as a chicken terrorise people near a phone box? A chicken would have to be quite big to stop people getting into a phone booth. Well, you've got something of a size running at you like that, especially the way they run. But but to back this up, this is in New Zealand, Andy. No wonder John Norman's come back, and I think it's got something to do with this, our cricket correspondent. A New Zealand suburb is battling against feral chickens after the birds um, bred unchecked during lockdown. Uh, Hordes of the creatures are strutting in the streets of Titirangi in Auckland. It's like something out of a Stephen King movie, said one of the residents. Last year, the council sent in pest control. The chickens were attracting rats. They're kind of getting together, uh, bringing numbers down from a peak of 250, but the population has risen again. The trouble is, uh, you know, the, the chicken, its uh, they can be quite fearsome, especially in those... I don't sound like Mike Parry, but uh, they can be quite fearsome in those numbers. And on the line now, from the Huddersfield Chronicle, Steve Chickens. We should have got Steve Chicken on, yeah. Definitely got Steve Chicken from uh, the Huddersfield Examiner, Andy. And so you called oh, him by the wrong name on the wrong paper. But <laughs> there we are. Apart from that, well. Should we have a bit of striker? <laughs> yes, Would you like please. that? So uh, we've got to pick up where we left off uh, yesterday. And this is, of course, uh, Steve Bruce's murder mystery novel, Striker. One of three wrote in the late 90s. That's right, Steve Bruce, the Newcastle manager, has written three books, see? That's a surprise if you've just realised. And uh, yesterday, uh, the Lettersford town manager, Steve Barnes, no relation, had been picked up on the side of the road by the police after he was seen attempting to hitchhike his way home, looking rather worse for wear. He hadn't been drinking. I think that's not the right way to put it. He'd been, he'd mm. been attacked. He'd been nearly killed by two hitmen. <laughs> but anyway, he's escaped from the armed kidnappers. 
and he's been uh, picked up uh, picked up by the files, as they used to say in all the best sketch shows. <laughs> the woman constable got out of the car and opened the boot. She found a blanket. With that round my shoulders, I felt warmer and more comfortable than I had been since being snatched from my own doorstep. Any suggestions? I asked, meaning regarding my predicament of being without a good striker. There was no way Lawson was going to turn out for any side I managed. Pity about young Duffy, the driver said. Yes, I thought. He would always be one of those who never achieved his potential. He would remain an enigma. Take Leathersford up and you'll be the talk of the town, the driver said. A smile. That was a nice play on words. Talk of the town. Leathersford town. I already am the talk of the town, I said grimly, but for the wrong reasons. Everybody knows you didn't do it, the woman constable said. Everybody except Chief Inspector Shannon, I replied. Try telling him I'm innocent. You can tell him yourself, the driver said. We'll be at HQ in about ten minutes. Shannon's office was small. There was paper everywhere. On his desk was a PC, a personal computer, not a police constable. I recalled a teacher at school telling us that very soon computers would be in a paperless office. In fact, they seemed to produce more paper than ever. There's a paradox here. I recounted for Shannon's benefit the events of the day. To save time, I kept to the facts. My opinions as to the two Irishmen, I kept to myself. I did not waste time complaining about my injuries, and Shannon listened carefully, occasionally taking notes. When he did speak, it was to make a little joke. I told him that I'd swum the length of the reservoir. He warned me that it was forbidden to swim in water intended for human consumption. And I responded by saying I consumed much of it myself. Would I be charged for not paying the water company? This was no time for jokes, even grim ones. Oh, oh Steve, a debate about. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have described that as a joke, and I, I should know. <laughs> I wouldn't open with it, as they say. No, that's very true. Talk of so the more, Town, wasn't more, that a nightclub? What was that, sorry? Talk of the Town, wasn't that a nightclub? I, th- so. I think it was, yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, more from um, more from uh, Striker tomorrow with Steve Bruce. Yeah, we can't get through to uh, Wazim Khan uh, over in Pakistan mm, at the moment. Pity. We will attempt to do that uh, tomorrow because we're interested to hear uh, if they're all keen to tour. We saw one or two of the West Indies players decide they didn't want to, but the word uh, out of Pakistan is that the... The guys are very keen to come over and play, but we will catch up with the former yeah, Warwickshire was, was telling, player. I was telling you earlier that he was making a point, Wasim, that, uh, that they're used to playing uh, the Pakistani team in front of an empty stadium. They played their test matches for the last 10 years or so at Abu Dhabi, and there's never anybody in the stadium at all, which is always strange, really, because you think it's quite attractive cricket, but there isn't. There's no market for it, so they're used to it. So he thinks that it will bother them less than it bothers the England players. But, of course, by then they'll have had a series against West Indies, so they've got a bit more used to it, I suppose. Uh, also, Andy... BBC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. What was you going to say? No, the BBC aimed to fill the gap of uh, Wimbledon with sort of old tennis they can't fill it with old cricket. <laughs> well, they can, there's some there's some new athletics tonight. Of course, uh, it's going to be a bit weird. This this um, impossible games that oh, yes, uh, is yeah, going on earlier in the week this evening, and you've got some weird and wonderful things going on. You've got uh, you've got three sets of athletes running in Nairobi, and three others uh, are running in Oslo, and they'll just sort of go head to head. In that way, so they've got some weird and wonderful races uh, going on this evening and different events. 
I think it was off the back of the two guys in their back garden doing the pole vault that they felt the kind of distance uh, athletics and you could compete uh, would work. But the only thing I made the point to you was uh, going for a few world records, but um, I, I tell you, it's a bit difficult. If you're kind of racing someone head-to-head and uh, one's wind-assisted and one isn't, How's that going to work? They're going to take that into account, are they? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. I got sent yesterday, in, in, on a similar vein, a, uh, a, tape, a video, rather, of snooker, where you can basically play this, too. You're, you're in your house, I'm in my house. The yeah. balls have got sort of kind of microchips in them, and we can play a game against each other. You queue up, and wherever it hits the balls, the balls will end up on your table in exactly the same way. God knows how it works, but apparently it is a possibility and uh, it could be something for, for the future. So you break and all my balls automatically move on my table where I am and go they go yeah. and scatter all over the table. Exactly. Well, it could be one for the future, but beyond <laughs> lockdown, unless we're in this forever, <laughs> when you, surely true. you'd rather get together over a pint at your snooker club. You wouldn't want to be at home, would you? Not che- really. I mean, that's not eight quid on Instagram, that. It must cost a fortune <laughs> to produce something like that. I would have thought so. But anyway, so the technology yeah. exists anyway. Whether it'll happen, well, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to be... They're not going to be flying out the door, I wouldn't think, those sets. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show as it unfolded. Uh, we're back tomorrow. We'll have Martin Kellner, Motti looking ahead to the new season in the Premier League and uh, some fresh clips all being well for you as well. So until then... Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.